This is the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca, Toronto's news. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. Ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between, welcome to another episode of the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640 Toronto, where we dive into the hottest dating and relationship topics and give you the real tea. I'm your host, Laura Bellata, dating and relationship expert and founder of singleinthecity.ca. What is dating like for a single gay man in the city of Toronto? I had so much fun chatting with last week's guest, Sean Prue, about open relationships that I had to bring him back for some more. Sean is here. Hey, Sean. <laughs> nice to be te- with you. <laughs> He's a television personality and producer, host on Sirius XM Canada Talks and motivational speaker and so much more. And today we're going to be taking a deep dive into what it's like to be a single man in Toronto. We're talking about dating, hookups, relationships, and everything in between. The times have definitely changed, and we're going to find out what it's really like navigating the dating world as a gay man in one of the most diverse and inclusive cities in the world. So sit back, guys. Grab a drink if you want. Hey, Sean, are you having a drink? I'm, I just I'm, have water. I should have poured vodka. <laughs> Do you oh, actually have vodka in it? No, but I should. I don't know what I was thinking. I could have. <laughs> okay, next time, next time. Been hammered okay, by the end of this. On, we'll, we'll sip on some champagne next time. Deal. All right. This is the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640 Toronto, guys. All right. Let's dive right into the conversation. Toronto is a vibrant and inclusive city that celebrates diversity. And the LGBTQ plus community is well-established and is very active in the city. What's the dating scene like for gay men in Toronto these days? And do you feel like we have evolved at all? It depends on who you ask, of course, but uh, I saw a meme the other day that I thought was really good, and it was two stick figures, and one stick figure is holding out his heart to the other stick figure who has his back turned to him, his (laughs) nose in his phone, and on his phone, he's on Grindr. And I thought that sort of summarized a lot of what is going on um, in terms of what I've seen in the the gay community with dating is, is we're so in our phones, we're so in our Grindr's so in our uh, apps and stuff that we don't even see um, that there's potential around us all the time, um, that there's potential for love and that it doesn't always have to be about hooking up. That's not to say every gay guy um, is like that, always hooking up. I kind of am, but. (laughs) (laughs) I love your honesty. Well, Um, I'm not ashamed of that. Okay, but do you feel like that's because you're at a certain place in your life? Like, why is that? Do you, and, and is that the common denominator for just hooking up? Let's say um, I've been single for about five years now, maybe going on six. And this is the first time that I've been single for this long uh, in my entire life. And I'm really, 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 really enjoying it. Oh, um, and, okay. and Yeah. And getting to know myself um, better and um, and just waiting if if there's love in the air for me for that love to come around, find me and knock my socks off. I'm not really in a space to be going out dating for the sake of dating. I'm not lonely. Um, I'm not. I'm a lone wolf anyway, uh, and I like my own company. So it's not like I'm starving and I need um, companionship. So I'm not chasing it. And I think there's a lot to say about um, the idea of chasing it versus letting it come to you. Um, you know, one. The first one, letting it, um, uh, chasing it, uh, can lead to a lot of sort of bad experiences, bad relationships. If you're just looking for someone um, all the time, um, you're not going to find that quality person. I, I do believe it has to come to you. 
You do? I don't think so. I oh, think my. you have to be intentional. And I, I feel like you need to go out and get it. And, and make you? sure. Yes. Maybe that's why I haven't dated love, in five yeah. years. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, love isn't just going to come and, and find you nowadays. It's not. So you have to really put yourself out there. And again, you have to be intentional. You have to know exactly what you're looking for. And you have to have a good idea of who you are too. And the type of person that you would align with. Yeah. Nowadays, Sean, mm-mm, you ain't finding it. If I you definitely are not being proactive. No, I definitely know who I am and I'm, I'm very comfortable in my own skin, but um, I, I guess I just am a romantic. I want to bump into somebody at the grocery store. Hey, that can happen. <laughs> and but bam. again, if, if you're at the grocery store, you still have to put yourself out there. You've got to flirt. Like if, 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 you know, you're the one approaching or have giving a eye contact or plants. giving it back. I mean, there, you still have to put in the effort. <laughs> I guess you're right. I guess you're yes. right. Now, you said that you are loving being single as a gay man right now. What are some of the best things about being a single gay man in Toronto these days? Um, Sex. (laughs) That's okay. Um, All right. I guess a a variety. Okay. But getting to know yourself, I think, is is fundamental. And it's one of the joys for me of being single is um, is has been that um, having my own space, not having to compromise, not having to share. Um, not having the ups and downs that for me, um, relationships have always entailed, um, sort of drama free living is very nice. And not answering to anyone is very nice as well. Not that I had to answer to people before, but you have to consider that second person all the time. Do you know what I mean? Like, when are we having having dinner tonight? What are we having for dinner? Like, I don't miss any of that stuff at all. And if you're going away, for example, you have to think of the other person, you know, I I wanted to go away for maybe two weeks, but I'm in a relationship. So maybe I can only go away for a week. Things do change when you're in a relationship. That's a lot. That's why I want someone to come around and rock my world. I don't really want to just dive right into to all that kind of constrainy stuff um, that I find for me anyway, um, difficult to, to, to navigate. Yeah, well, let's talk about some stereotypes. Because I can think of a few, but what are like some what? of the most annoying ones that that you've had to deal with as a single gay man in Toronto? You want me to give you one? Yeah, that gay men have a high pitched voice or a lisp. Oh, I, all that. So I don't think I mean, you I, you don't have a high pitched voice. I don't hear or a lisp. A lisp. <laughs> no, but I do walk with a pickle up my ass, though. You do? No, I don't. Um, I think the promiscuity stereotype is uh, alive and well, and and that, uh, that one is live and well. I know yeah. that and everybody not without thinks... reason, not without reason. I mean, you get gay men together and they want to have sex. It's just that's that's. And, the, and sometimes you guys will will have sex with a complete stranger where you've had minimal conversations with, and and basically, and and sometimes you don't really even know what they look like. Is that true? I just did ten minutes ago. Oh my goodness. Did you really? No. Oh, <laughs> no, it was more like 20 minutes ago. But um, yeah, I think um, for sure that's I've done that multiple times. Uh, I just think we're wired differently. And I think there's um, a hotness to um, meeting someone that you know nothing about, um, but being really attracted to them and just doing it. Um, that's not I can feel people listening to it and being turned off by what I just said, but that's not for everybody, obviously. And certainly that's not, not for, for me out there either. I'm not speaking for all gay men, um, but there certainly is um, a, an electricity to that kind of experience that you just described. That doesn't work for me, but 
I'm glad it I works for you. People wired differently. Uh, yeah, I that's true. A, I mean, I don't think it would be a safe idea for a, a woman to be, you know, playing that way. Another And another stereotype is that gay men are emotionally sensitive and have a heightened sense of aesthetics. Uh, I would agree to both of those. I think okay. we're more emotionally intelligent. Um, and then that makes us more sensitive. Um, and I think we do have better taste than, and, and this is generalizing terribly, but I do think that we lean into creativity a lot more um, and we have a, a heightened aesthetic than um most guys i'm assuming you're super fashionable then well i won't <laughs> say i'm not um i think i have good taste we'll have to meet up in person yeah you have to come over <laughs> yeah for not the reasons that you know you may <laughs> for that anonymous quickie <laughs> <laughs> not <laughs> Okay, so we all know that COVID-19 had a huge impact on the dating world. And I hate to bring it up, but it was really a huge part of our lives for the last, you know, two was it more than two years now. How has the pandemic affected dating for gay men in Toronto or has it? Has it? It, it did. Yeah, especially during lockdown, um, it affected the scene a lot. Um, I, mean, I mean, I dialed my um, um, escapades down quite a lot not all the way down to zero, but quite a lot. Um, I know guys who uh, said no to sex or no to hooking up completely. And then I know guys who would have sex and th they would make the person take their clothes off at the door, put them in a plastic bag. They'd only do it from behind um, so that their faces weren't as, weren't close to each other. And I also know other people who built glory holes so that they could do it through a glory hole and have the protection of the, the Where wall. Where are they building these glory holes? Well, all you got to do is you got to just put a piece of wood and cut a hole into it and put uh -huh. it in your doorway. In your doorway. I'm trying to picture this. Um, Get a piece of wood that fits into your doorway so that uh -huh. it sort of closes the door. Yeah. Oh, okay. And the door has to be open. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Drill gotcha. a hole, cut a hole, and voila. <laughs> We're golden. All right. Golden. We're going to take a short, quick break. And we'll leave it <laughs> on that note. <laughs> we're gonna when we return we're gonna dive into how Toronto's gay community has evolved over time. Stay with us. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca, Toronto's news. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotta, your host, and today we're joined by Sean Prue from Sirius XM Talks to continue our conversation about navigating the dating world as a gay man in Toronto. Sean, I feel like Toronto has a long history of being a very welcoming city for the LGBTQ plus community and has, uh, uh, you know, friendly neighborhoods and businesses, um, gay friendly neighborhoods and businesses. And I'm sure though that in the past it may have been more difficult for gay men to meet in public places have the times changed when we're looking at that that when oh, we're looking at that I'd are say, there more inclusive spaces in toronto now yeah i would say well i don't know if there are more more inclusive spaces or whether we're just going into them and making them inclusive by the fact that we're there but i i would say that it's changed dramatically since i was a young man here in the city um, when you would stick to the same neighborhood I live in, which is the Church of Mosley neighborhood. Mm -hmm. um, I've been here for years and and 
came here deliberately so that I could feel safe um, and not in uh, not in danger of being um, bullied or um, targeted by people, which you could get easily in other neighborhoods. If you were just holding hands with somebody, for example, um, on the wrong street, you could be targeted for that sort of thing. Um, so I, now though, I think the city, the, the whole gay community sprawled out all over the city. And by virtue of that fact, it's more inclusive wherever you go. I love that. So then you would say it's, it's, well, it's fair to mention then that the LGBTQ plus community in, in Toronto is more accepted now compared to the past then or oh, for sure. Okay. For sure. I, I feel that too, but is there still work to be done? Do you think? Oh, there's always going to be work to be done because there's always people who've got hate in them. There's mm -hmm. always people who uh, don't understand. And there's always people who will lash out um, at you. I, I was walking past a school nearby um, the other day with my dog and someone yelled the F word um, out at me. And, oh, like, you know, that that just felt so passe. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I almost felt sorry for them. Like, really? You You're stuck do. in time, son. Yeah, get with the You're time. supposed to be the younger one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's there's work to be done. And you can see that with um, even the attacks on the LGBTQ community uh, going on in the States right now. Uh, and up here with the drag queen story times that are being picketed uh, by right wing extremist types. Um, there's still a lot of work to be done because it's it's uh, it's our our what's called lifestyle is viewed to be um, a negative decadent sinful whatever the words are people want to use um so that's that's always going to be part of the picture i think until we get that solved and i don't know whether we will in my lifetime yeah well it, it's a tough one it is um but let's talk about the role of, of race in the dating world uh mm. yeah because race plays an important role in dating and it can be a, a very difficult topic to talk about. You know, even though there have been some improvements in accepting different races and backgrounds in dating, I think racism and bias still exists and can really negatively impact people's experiences. How prevalent is racism within the gay community in Toronto, would you say? And has it affected your dating experiences at all? It's prevalent. Um, it's never ex affected my experiences uh, one way or the other, but I, you do get guys who will be like, I'm not into black guys. Or if you're online looking at someone's ad, it might say no Asians. Um, that kind of thing still exists. And of course, um, there are just people are people and there are racist people um, among us. And, and just because you're a queer doesn't mean you're not racist. So um, we but get a lot. You can but, have but Sean, is that racism or do you think people should just be able to choose to date who they want to date? But Sean, do you think that people should be able to choose to date people within a certain race or culture? Or do you personally think that that's being racist? Yeah, when I was thinking about this question, I, I wondered whether that's actual racism or not, or whether it's blatant, but it's definitely a, a bias. And um and I think everybody has the right to have their own tastes and stuff like that. I just don't know why it needs to be broadcast in an ad. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if, if you don't like Asian guys um, and an Asian guy messages you, just say no, thank you. Exactly. You don't have to put it out um, that you don't want Asians to contact you. It's just that feels off to me. 
I absolutely agree with you there, but I do feel that people should be entitled to choose whom they want to date. Of course. I, I think it, it can be natural to be drawn to people who share similar cultural values or backgrounds. For example, someone from a particular cultural background might find it easier to connect with someone from a similar background due to shared experiences and values. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to respect one's decision in choosing who they want to date as it's, I think it's a personal decision and it shouldn't be scrutinized or criticized. Although you are correct. You don't put it on front street. Yeah. <laughs> I have international tastes. So I've never run into any of these problems. Beautiful. I love it. I have international taste as well. I don't have a type. I'm willing to date outside of my comfort zone to find someone. And I did, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I'm in a relationship. So we're good. Now in Inclusivity is is a big, huge part of Toronto's culture. Have you noticed any differences in the way the LGBTQ plus community is represented and included in the city's dating scene compared to other places that you lived or visited? Hmm. I can't say I have. No? That's a short answer to your long question. No, I can't say that I, I have really. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. You know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay all right how about age groups you know there because there's often a stigma surrounding different ages right yes. in relation yes. ageism is alive and well in the lgbtq community it's alive and well and festering so um, you as a gay man in toronto do you feel that that age is just a number when it comes to dating or is there still pressure to conform to societal expectations well a bit of everything. Like I'm 55 this summer and uh, I'm proud of that number. Uh, I like getting older. I think it's an accomplishment. You like getting older? I do. I think it's an accomplishment. And, and you know, I come from the generation that lost um, its entire generation before it to AIDS. So you saw so much death and you saw people not able to live long lives. All these kids were dying at 20 and 30 and 40. Um, years of age. And so I also feel blessed to have survived that time period in our community and made it this far. Um, but having said that, there's lots of guys, and I put my age on my profiles and stuff like that. Um, there's lots of guys who won't um, look at anybody who's, say, in their 50s. And that's fine. I was immature like that. Unless as they well. have money. But on the other, yeah. <laughs> on the other hand, um, the daddy fetish is also alive and well in. Uh, our community. So there's a lot of um, of younger guys who like that daddy, um, the DILF thing. And so that works in my favor. Okay. Now, you said you, you like the fact that you're getting older, but where are we capping this? I, I mean, are you going to appreciate your life when you're 90? I sure hope so. As yeah. Now? Yeah. Because I, I don't mind getting older, but then I, I want to cap it somewhere. I don't want to cap, cap it how? getting older. <laughs> Just stop getting older. I, <laughs> I, I want to cap it right now. Like I think I'm no, good. No, I think it's an accomplishment. I think it's beautiful. I think old people are beautiful. I really do. Well, I'm more interesting and more interesting and wiser and have much to offer, way more to offer um, than whippersnappers do. I, I, I'm, a, I'm not somebody who's hung up on age. I really like aging. And you, you know what? You're right. I love hanging out with older people too. I, I learned so much from them. And uh, yeah, they host some really good parties. And it doesn't mean I won't go for some Botox every once in a while. 
I'm not oh. saying. <laughs> don't do a do lot this. of gay men get Botox and yeah. procedures? Sure. I started when I was 35. And what, every six months? Yeah, about that. And and about how that. do you, like, has it stopped you from aging? Uh, it definitely keeps my face looking fresher. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you due for some Botox right now? I so am. My eyebrows are like below my eyes. Oh, right. Okay. But then when you do, do you get the Botox so that it's really noticeable and no, no, eyes? just like a clean forehead. That's all. I don't want to like pulled and stretched and deformed. Like some people end up having a little goes a long way. Sean, it's no secret that, the, and we've talked about it, the hookup culture is prevalent in the gay community. And I feel like it would be harder to find a meaningful connection because the hookup culture can lead to a disposability mindset where people may view partners as pretty much replaceable and prioritize physical attraction over compatibility. However, not everybody in the gay community participates in hookup culture. And some people still seek meaningful, long-lasting relationships. How does the hookup culture affect those who are looking for a serious relationship in the gay community right now? Well, it's funny you'd ask that because we were talking about me being single for five years, not finding somebody to um, settle in with or settle down with. Um, and I'm involved in the hookup culture a lot. And um, and I think I've made the um, observation that if I want to, I've got to get out of this culture and move into um, at least dating apps as opposed to sex hookup apps. And so I think there is a detriment if you're involved in the hookup culture and you're looking for a long-term relationship. I don't think you're going to find that there because it isn't about that at all. And so I think people who are looking for love are looking in the wrong, as the song goes, in all the wrong places, if they're on Grinder and Scruff and Squirt and all the other ones. Mm -hmm. I, You know what? And I say, too, if I can give any advice to, to those that are single, regardless of being gay or not, is to take time to get to know people on a deeper level instead of rushing into physical intimacy is that even possible in the gay community? Ask their name. <laughs> <laughs> but is it possible? Are people doing this? Because I have spoken to gay men who want genuine connections. And, and they really are having a hard time finding one. It isn't easy for, for sure. I, but I do say if you're spending your time on Grindr, you're not going to find that connection. And sometimes I laugh because in people's ads, they'll be saying they, they're looking for a long-term connection. And I'm like, well, then what are you doing on, on Growler? Do you know what I mean? What are you doing on, on Grindr? Uh, Can you no not find a serious connection on those apps? So some people uh, think, believe that Tinder is a hookup app, but it's not. Well, I, I, I sure think that anything's possible. Like I, I can think of boyfriends in my past that I met in questionable places um, the, where we hit it off and decided to see each other outside of that. And that became dating and that became a relationship. So you you can never say never to where you're meeting your people from. But on the whole, as you said, when it's more about disposability um, of each other, it's not necessarily, it's certainly not what I'm looking for when I'm on those apps mm -hmm. or what I'm expecting. And it, it, if you are serious about meeting someone, be clear about your intentions. If you're looking for a serious relationship, be upfront about it with potential partners. And, and this can really help you avoid wasting time on people who are only interested in casual hookups yes. and also focus on shared values and interests rather than just physical attraction. 
<laughs> I know their body's hot, but it's hard you know, more to the person than that. It's hard. I get it. I know. But you have to prioritize shared values and interests when looking for a partner. And this can also help you find someone who you're more likely to have a successful long-term relationship with. But Sean, you're also not looking for anything right now. So, really. so you're looking for the physical. But I'm saying if you're looking for something a little more serious, yes, the physical is great, but it can only get you so far. You have ask to look beyond it. the physical. I get it. You get I it? You. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Okay, I'm glad the you're The values here. part is really important as well. <laughs> There's so many couples that I know who um, are together and they've got completely opposite values and I don't know how, why they're together or how they stand each other. Mm -hmm. But that's another story. No, values are very important. Shared interests aren't as important, but values are. It's time for a quick break, but don't go anywhere. When we come back, we'll be discussing the unique challenges faced by the LGBTQ community when it comes to dating and relationships. Uh, for context, um, Bruce MacArthur yeah. is a serial killer. He was found to have... Um You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca, Toronto's news. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show. You're listening to AM640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca with Sean Prue from Sirius XM Canada Talks. Let's get back to our chat, Sean, on the unique experiences of gay men in the Toronto dating scene today. Now, being in a relationship can bring about a lot of societal pressures from questions about marriage or well, in a gay relationship, from questions about marriage to having children. Now, as a gay man, do you feel that these pressures are different for you? I mean, when you were in a relationship, I know you've been single for a while, but maybe you can speak on, on the behalf of other gay men. Uh, so do you think that these pressures are different for you compared to your heterosexual peers? Yeah. Like, I don't think we get the same pressure that, um, women get or that straight couples get, um, to get married and to, um, to have kids. Like when are you, when are you getting up having a baby, when are you getting married, all that, those kinds of questions at holiday parties and stuff that for me have never come up with, um, with my family or friends or anything like that. Um, I just think that, the idea of us being able to get married is still relatively new. Um, and and gay couples having children still relatively new. We've seen it for a, a while now, but it's still a new concept. And I don't think um, people are pressuring gay people to be um, in those kinds of relationships or to have kids or that sort of thing, especially when um, I think most people know that uh, the queer community are the kings and queens of um, of self-designing their lives and what they look like and don't um, fall into the same path as the rest of society so often. Um, and what society says is is correct. Heteronormative ideas are often shunned or resented. So uh, I just don't think there's, there's a hard uh, buy-in into what your life is supposed to look like uh, according to the straight world. It, there's a lot of discrimination and prejudice that can pose challenges for a gay couple when it comes to having children, how do you feel about gay couples having children? Oh, I'm, I think gay couples can make great dads or moms. Mm -hmm. um, when I was married um, years ago, my husband, I used to say he had an achy womb. Um, he wanted a kid so badly. And <laughs> so an achy womb. Um, and so we, uh, we started to look at adopting and then it fell apart when 
we found out how much schooling we were going to have to go uh, to to learn how to be parents. And it was almost insulting because if I was straight, I could have a baby and not have to go to school. But because I'm gay and adopting, um, I'm supposed to go to some sort of school to learn how to be a parent. But that um, that that goes for all. Of course, of course, of course, of course. I just found it in, sort of insulting. Um, and then I have two lesbian friends who at one point asked if I would father their baby. And I said, yes. Um, but then they mentioned that they wanted to maybe move to Australia for four or five years with the baby. And I said, no, because um, I couldn't not be involved for that long. You know, listen, I do find that insulting because there are a lot of parents out there that honestly should have a license. Should not have kids. No, they should not have kids. They should, they should, they should have a license first to have a, ch a child. Yeah, I agree with you. Unbelievable. Okay. Um, this one here is for fellow Torontonians. Where are some of the best places right now if you want to look for a gay man in the city? Where do you go? Oh, if I knew I'd be there. No, come on. <laughs> um, I think the Woody's are, is that Woody's place still Woody's. around? Woody's? Was it oh, Woody's? you want you want some local places? Yeah, yeah. the the Church Street Strip, um, for sure. Uh, has um, well, boutique is closed up right now um, for some sort of condo uh, situation, um, but Woody's is an institution and has been around for my entire life in the city. Um, so there's that. Where else do gay guys go to meet? I remember going there with a boyfriend back in the day. I remember this guy. He was so hot. He was so cute. And <laughs> everywhere I went, everyone would turn and look. And he'd get so much attention from the gay guys. But he actually liked his brother was gay, his older brother. He actually liked the attention he got from gay men. That's like made me feel brother. a little bit uncomfortable, to be honest. Made him feel uncomfortable? Me. I felt Why? I don't know. Cause I thought maybe he was gay deep down i thought wow he oh. likes this admiration but i know he's married today and he's got three children I, I don't think he's gay he was really attracted to me so i don't know i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> i love the way your mind works <laughs> yeah if he's attracted to me how could he possibly be gay <laughs> like a man. look at me look <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, okay, so Woody's anywhere else? Gosh, I'm trying to think of some places on Church Street. Um, it's You're changed so your much. Homework. What's that? You were supposed to do your homework. Yeah, but you know what? When I saw this question, I just, I was, I, um, it's kind of, it's not an invalid question, but the, the scenes changed so much. It's spread out so much around the city now. There isn't really like places that, and the nightlife scene has died off a lot in terms of nightclubs and stuff like that. So I really can't think of anyone. People aren't back at it because, I mean, I run dating events for a living and it, they're popular. They're busy. I feel like people want to get out and meet people. They've been cl closed so. behind doors for the last, you know, two years. Why don't you do one for the queer community? I would love it. Would you, would you host it for me? I'll host it. Why don't we work together on that? I would okay. love to bring, like, I would love to do that. I've been talking about it for so many years, um, but I just haven't gotten around to do it. I'll host it and I'll look for love while I'm there. You can. Yes. You can't have sex with all the men though. Okay. <laughs> I'll be like, did him, did him, did him, did him, did him, did him. <laughs> all right. Uh, so lastly, for all our listeners out there who may be struggling with their love lives, what advice would you give to them as a single gay man, let's say navigating the dating scene in Toronto today? Well, some of what you said and some of what, of what I said, I like your ideas of, of setting your intention. And, and, and I think you're right. You do have to go for it. 
um, and get out there and make it happen. Uh, you've changed my mind a bit on that. But I also think that you've got to really love your own life and you've got to love yourself uh, and who you are and what you're all yes. about. Because then you're going to attract somebody who's a match to that. Um, I think if you if you don't dig your life and you don't um, like yourself, a partner is not going to come and solve all that for you. You're still going to not like yourself. You're still going to not like your life and, and probably the partnership wouldn't work out. So I think you've got to really know yourself, like yourself, love your life, have have a great life that you enjoy so much. And and then you'll attract a, part, a partner to match. I love all of it. Be true to yourself. Expand your social circles. Meet new people. Um, is meeting new people is the key to finding love. Take time to get to know people. You know, don't just jump into a relationship. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Hey, we all get rejected at some point, and be patient because. Finding love takes time and patience. Sean, thank you so much for being a part of this conversation. You're so welcome. Today. So pleased to be back. Yes, we'll bring you back again. Where can people learn more about you, please? Uh, SeanPru.com, or you can check out my LGBTQ website, the Gay Guide Guide, not Guy Network.com, the Gay Guide Network.com. And it's Sean S H A U N P R O U L X. Correct. All right. And guys, you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok, official Laura Bellata. And you can check out my site, singleinthecity.ca, for upcoming events. Ciao for now. See you next week. Thank you.